Dear Jama, dog. Money, my look. I want to make him name as him so called say. You know, some people just they just feel like they're important, dog. You see me? I just say, you know, mention no name. So, who him? If you're doing a podcast and the situation, I mean, sounds like your lifestyle, I mean, bro. So, what am I going to do? Suppose me listening to this sound like I mean. What am I going to do? Just call and say, yo, bro, take that down card that I about me. Bro, you're going to mention my name, man. So, warm to him. You think you just come? Warm to some punk. Some Yankee. <laughs> no joke, that, yo. A boy like me. I don't have no feelings again, you know. So, nothing I want to do, you know. I'm going to hurt my feelings again, you know. Used to work up myself over people, work up myself over people, my bum buck lad. You see if me rate you, and me say you don't rate me. Me take back my ratings. So we equal now, you don't rate me and me don't rate you, but suck your mother. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. It's a new month. So I invited my friend. And she is from Brooklyn, so you know, gotta represent Brooklyn gang gang. So yeah, this is Vana. Hey girl, hey. <laughs> How's everyone doing? No, no, okay. How are you doing? I'm doing Good. okay. Nice to meet you. Patrick. My cousin Patrick. Um, nice to meet you. Yes. So the topic at hand is right person, wrong time, the deep friendships, relationships, even you know, just running into someone from like high school or anything like that. So I know we were like previously talking about as you grow you start to like look around at the people around you and realize you guys are on two different paths in life. So it could be that you're interested in one thing and they're interested in another, or um, as you had mentioned, like they could date a certain type of person, whereas you date a certain type of person or you're in this field versus they're in that field. And it kind of just, you just naturally sometimes just, you're kind of lowly. I'm low. Sorry. I don't want to like be super loud. You guys hear me better? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Should I jump in? Should I join in? On the um, yeah, so yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like like we said we were talking about that earlier today. I've kind of um and I think I have a lot on the topic because <laughs> I've experienced it throughout the last couple of years. Like um a year ago I um lost a friend or I stopped talking to a friend. Um we just kind of grew apart. We were different people. Um and we just had um Everything was different. The the men we dated, the our career choices, the things we were interested in, the ways we liked to party, the food we ate, literally nothing. We had absolutely nothing in common for such a long time, but we were so accustomed to each other and I was okay with that, um, but it just didn't work out well. And then I'm in a new situation, um, you know, growing up with a man who I've loved and I still love for almost a decade of my life. Or well, more than a decade of my life, but together for almost a decade. And you go through a stage where you grow you grow up together, you grow up through high school, through college, through new careers, through changes, through traumas and a whole bunch of things. And you start to feel like you guys don't match each other anymore. And me and Chris and I were talking about how sometimes it's not that you don't match each other anymore. Sometimes it's that you're becoming two different people and you're just so accustomed to the older version of who you guys were. So you're not able to, to have a proper new found friendship or relationship. And that's where the topic of like, you know, right person, wrong time comes in because it's like, 
that doesn't mean that this person isn't for you. That doesn't mean that, you know, you and this person aren't a good match together in the love and the feelings or the friendship or whatever it is, whatever the relationship is that you had together wasn't genuine and pure. It may just mean that in this season of your life, it's not going to work out well. And the hope would be that if later on you wanted to, you know, go towards that, the person would be open to it. But um, it's such a difficult thing. It's such a difficult thing because it's a topic that people don't really acknowledge that is a real thing. I think people just kind of take it personal. If you say, oh, you know, I'm growing up and I'm, I'm outgrowing you, they look at it like end all be all, you know? So, Patrick, any insight on that? Wow. That, that was a lot. Um, <laughs> I have several questions for you, uh, Vana. Um, you mentioned that it was a guy at first that not there anymore than this guy that you've known for over a decade, correct? Yeah. So the first person was a female friend okay. that was like, like, a, a, like, a, like one of my best friends since junior high school, like ninth, sixth grade. Okay. And then this no, one. So then we jump to the next one. So this, this female friend. Okay. So what happened with that friendship? Why it went left? Um, if I'm being hundred percent honest, I always kind of knew it would have went left just because of the way that I, like the way that we are, like our upbringing. We just were kind of different people from the beginning. But the reason why I started to go left later on in life was because, like I said, we had absolutely nothing in common. You know, she was in a situation trying to tell as little of her business as possible, but um, she had kids. No name. We'll, a- we'll edit it out. <laughs> yeah, well, she had kids at an early age and um, her, her lively choices were a little bit different than mine. The men that she dated were drastically different than um, the, the types of men that I would go for. Our conversation, we, we really had absolutely nothing in common. We had different friend groups. We, we talked differently. We carried ourselves differently. I would come around her family and they would um, throw jabs at her a little bit like, oh, you know, Vaughn is doing this. When are you going to do that? When are you going to do that? Like it kind of caused so, so much so, chaos. So they, were like, they were comparing you to her. Yes, all the time. Okay, all the time. So, the compa- the thing with that is the comparison is gonna slowly eat away at them and the friendship. So that that's what happened with that. Because mm-hmm. that that that's one of the things. comparison is like is the death. Like yeah. always comparing yourself to somebody else at the death of you and your joy, and your happiness, and everything. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely, I, I agree. That's definitely one of the, is, that's not the only thing, but that's definitely one of the things that started to really eat at the relationship. And then, like I said, you know, she was, you know, she had a relationship with the guy. Um, it was really a toxic relationship, but I've never been the person to tell a friend who they should or shouldn't be with. Um, I think that he saw the kind of influence we had on each other. And, you know, eventually he would start to plug little things into her ear she would tell me certain things that he was saying and um eventually the words that came out of her mouth was you know well we haven't spoke I haven't been speaking to you that much because I feel like I gotta choose between you and him and once the words came Um, out it was just like you don't have to choose you know you you already made why would she feel but why would she feel like that well, like I said, it's because of the 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 constant reminder of how different we were. And right. I think that being around me and seeing that, you know, I was in at the time I was in a relationship at the time that was healthy. And, um, you know, my my partner was drastically different from her partner and the partners of the friends that she had. And 
we really couldn't relate to things. Even when all the guys were together at one point, just talking, he couldn't even relate to them. We, we just were drastically different. And I remember the last situation, um, her boyfriend telling her like, yeah, you know, you and Vana, y'all don't even look like you guys match. I'm surprised you guys are even friends. Y'all don't have anything in common. And she told me that after he had left, she's like, yeah, he was saying how we don't have anything in common. And I was like, yeah, he's absolutely right. And, and it, it just started to remind me of how much I've heard her talk about him talking about me. And it's like, you guys just be talking about me all the time. But yeah, so the you, last you, straw. So you became the subject of their relationship. Sounds familiar. When my yeah, I became the subject. <laughs> I don't, I don't I, I, I've had that happen to me. So I, I totally understand. I get your, your position. It's, it's nothing you can really do. You just got to kind of just move on and live your life and be yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah, any two cents you want to throw in on this? I mean, Vaughn and I have spoken about it like a little earlier, but I do 100% agree that sometimes like everything seems like it's going well, either in a friendship and then one day the person just wakes up and say they don't want to be a friend anymore. Um, and I've gone through that to the point where I didn't really understand where it was coming from. But then as time went on, I didn't, I stopped losing sleep over it because I myself had to realize, you know, sometimes, yes, you were good friends with this person, but now they feel like they've outgrown you. But you have to realize that, like, that worth in your, that self-worth with thinking, you know, maybe they weren't ready for a friend like me yet. Or later down the line, they're going to wish they had a friend like me because I know the type of friend I am. And it kind of sucks that they couldn't, you know, see that value in the friendship. So my question for you is, do you only feel that way when it's somebody else that cuts the friendship off from you? Or do you feel the same way when you cut someone else off? I mean, from <laughs> for me personally, and you both will know, you both should know this. If I cut someone off, that's the end all be all. Because to me, you would have had to do something for me to cut you off. I'm not just going to cut you off for shits and giggles. There's a reason why I cut you off. And you should know that reason without me having to tell you that reason. But isn't that kind of counterproductive if you're expecting them to know you're expecting them to read your mind you have to communicate to let people know what the issue is because people can't read your mind that 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 is also true that is very true but at the same time some people know that what their actions will result in and they don't care so i don't feel like i should explain to you that your actions that you're very much aware of is the reason why I'm cutting you off. Because one thing I want to do is beg for you to be my friend. Okay. Okay. Vana, you, you got any thoughts on that? Um, I've been in a whole healing self-growth process for a few weeks, few months now. So my mind says a little different. I think that, um, a lot of the times people can be a good friend to you because they, they're not a good friend to themselves. They can't be kind and in, in, in all of these things to you because they're not good within themselves. Um, and I think I've 
kind of always felt like that, but I never really knew that until I put it, put it to words. So I've had situations with friends where they, we'd fall out, I'd stop talking to them, or they stop talking to me. It's been a rarity that I cut off friends. Um, recently, I cut off a couple, but usually it's just that me and certain friends, we would just you know fall out of touch. I've, I've never had a situation where they just stopped talking to me. Um, but I've always, and Kristen will tell you this, I've always left the line open for if they wanted to reach back out to me or if they wanted to talk to me about anything, because I recognize that we're only, we're all only human. And so we really don't know whether we're going to come in most days, you know? So sometimes, you know, the person isn't a good friend to you right then and there, but they're a good friend to somebody else. And you start to feel some type of way because you're seeing that. Right. But then later on, they can come to the conclusion they were one of a friend and tell you about it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't lose, I don't lose any sleep. Um, if I feel like I've done all I could do in a friendship, um, but I mourn them. I do grieve friendships when they're over. I do. Okay. That is a different kind of way to look at it. How do you mourn a friendship after it's over? Um, it's kind of, for me, I've only had one friend, which is the one I spoke about recently that I mourned because it was like, I'm, I'm going to say grieve. I'm not going to say mourn. I grieved it. It was like a death. It genuinely was like a death. There was a death of all the memories. It's kind of like what you would go through when you lost someone. I've lost a lot of people to death in my life. And throughout the process of that, I've had to go through the grieving stage to realize that I'll never see them again. I'll never hear their voice again. I can call them, but they'll never answer the phone. I can text them, but they'll never respond. That's what happens when someone dies. And a lot of the time when relationships, whether it be friendship or romantic, when they die, those things happen. You'll never see them again. You can't pick up the phone and call them. You can't text them. You you may not get a response back, you know? So when I say right. grieve, it's just like I deal with it. To me, it feels like a death has occurred, and I deal with it as such. Um, okay. And it helps me in some ways. Okay, okay. Uh, we just got uh, Carrie Grant to come in the room. Uh, Carrie, want to get your take on, uh, I guess, the last question of how do you mourn the end of a friendship? Thanks, Patrick. Um, sorry for joining so late, though. But interesting question. My knee-jerk reaction to that is such is life and just walk away. Because that's, that's how I have dealt with those scenarios in the past. But I think... In, in many ways, the older I get, the more retrospective I become. And we've talked about this in other conversations where I kind of think back to the investment that was made in these particular people, denoted as friends, and seeing if the investment was worth it or not. 90% of the time, it's never worth it. But ultimately, just trying to find the lessons from those scenarios. What did I learn about myself while being a friend with these particular people and what have I lost by losing these people? And to me, it's a win whenever I've learned or gained something valuable about myself, as well as when I don't lose anything by those people not being around me. But the, the, the person that I am is predominantly one to just say, such is life, move on, their loss. Okay. Uh, Chrisanne, how about you? How do you mourn the loss of friendships? Um, <clears throat> so there's been one specific friendship that I did 
more and it felt more of like a breakup to me um because like you go from talking to this person every day to them saying you know I don't want to be your friend anymore and obviously that's going to hurt your feelings so I would seclude myself and just work on me and try not to focus on what it is that's going on so trying to I guess dissociate from that so it's not as hard to go through that friendship breakup okay Interesting, interesting. Everybody has, I guess, their different ways of coping and dealing with these loss of friendships. For me, it's a little different. I I, I tend to just, you know, reflect whatever energy I'm given. So I, if I'm the one cutting off, then it's, you know, fairly simple. You no longer exist. But the other way around, when I get cut off, it's a a little tricky you know again you have to assess what you might have done to cause it to happen and then you learn from the situation and you kind of move on from there so it's just very interesting how everybody deals with these friendships that sometimes don't last as long as we would hope Patrick can I ask you something uh oh what's up <laughs> so about you like you just said like oh if you, if you... If you cut them off, then it's like good riddance. But if they cut you off, then it's like, oh, oh, like what did I do? Do you ever think about that if you cut them off as well? Or do you only think about what you may have done wrong if they cut you off? Um, no. When I cut them off, I assess all the reasons why I'm going to cut them off before I cut them off. So I assess it, sit back, think about it, determine kind of if this person is worth keeping around. And once you get to the point where I no longer see how your energy is of benefit, then that's where you kind of have to go because I, everybody's now off this protect my energy thing, but I, you can ask Chris and I've been on that. I've been avoiding all the drama that comes with family and all that type of shit. Like when it comes to drama and issues, like I stay far from that type of stuff. So. Uh, Chrisanne, I'm sure you have another pulsating topic you want to, you know, throw in the mix. How about we give Carrie a chance to throw a pulsating topic into the mix? Sure. Um, I've I've had this conversation a couple of times. It's it's still it it still falls within the realms of friendships, but it's more of a deeper relationship, typically from couples. And I've talked to my wife about it, talked to my mom about it, talked to a couple different people. I just don't understand the dynamic. But here's a scenario: we see it every day. People are in a relationship for whatever the length of time it is, whether it be a couple of months, couple of years, doesn't really matter. But the moment they decide to separate all the love that they supposedly shared turns into hate and anger towards the other person. It's something I just don't comprehend. Can, can anybody share their thoughts on that? Like to me, just my opinion is if I hate you so much now, I never truly loved you before. 
I agree with you, actually, 100%. I, I definitely think that it's weird that that's the first. And I think this generation don't really know what love is and what love means and understand that love is a choice and it's a decision that you make every day. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, they, are, they have blinders on, especially the short-term relationships and sometimes even the long-term ones, you know. They never really sat with themselves and looked at the person and, and said, well, if I love them, what is it that I love about them? You know, what 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 is it about this person that when I say these these four letters, you know, it, it means like, what does it mean? Um, for me, I have never um, looked at my partner and loved him today and didn't love him tomorrow. Even, you know, when things when we when we split ways, the love is still there. The love is still very much pure and is very much genuine. I don't have an ounce of hate or anger in my heart. Um, but I think that it just goes with the, um, the 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 feeling of being left behind or being thrown out. You kind of feel like you were discarded. And when people feel discarded, they get hateful and they get angry. It's like an ego thing. It messes with your ego. It messes with your pride. It's that that does make sense. I would say definitely, definitely fucks with your pride heavy because think about it. Like you were just there. Everything was good. You didn't think there was going to be any problems. You didn't think you about to get thrown out. And then you got thrown out. Like it fucks with your psyche. It fucks with your mental. So you're going to have to take time to figure out why, what I did. How I can fix it and figure out ways to move forward after that. Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, and like I said, a lot of people they're just not they're not fully comfortable with exactly what that word means. Um, so once it's gone, once that person is gone, it's the hate, it's the anger, it's the, I'm gonna make them jealous, it's the you know I'm gonna be resentful and, and bitter, and it's just like you never really loved them then, you know, because if you can love me today and I break up with you tomorrow and next week, I'm all types of bees and all types of names and you didn't care about me anyway. And, you know, you telling all my business and you throwing everything out there. You really wasn't for me to begin with, you know, and that's a scary thing because you really don't know that until things end or if things end. So would you then say that the true love or the true test of love is after a breakup because that's when you can really see if the person is really for you if they start trashing you and dragging you and all that type of shit or if they still love you enough to protect you even after the fact that you no longer with them they still respect you and hold you in high regard so to speak to some degree i'd say that's kind of the test of any situation really the, the true test of a friendship is when you're no longer under that title publicly. If you were my friend, you'll still keep what we what happened as friends between us. If you get what I mean, the same way in relationships. But you said something just now that I've always felt was more important than the words love or friendship or tr- even trust, and it's respect. If I respect you in any kind of situation, I will not do something to harm you. Likewise, if you respect me, you won't do something that would be harmful to me. I absolutely agree with that. Like what Carrie said, like it goes both ways. It goes friendships and relationships. You know, I've um, when I stopped talking to one of my 
best friend. She was like a sister to me. Her business was was her business. I didn't go and tell the whole world what happened. I dealt with it. I cried. I went through it. I ate that pain and I moved on, but I didn't trash her. I didn't run to social media and talk about her. And the situation that I'm in now, I love him to death. So I'm not going to um, disrespect him in any way. Even while, I, while I'm speaking about him, it's still in high regards. It's still with the highest respect because the love was just, it was just genuine. And the respect is there too. You know, um, I, I don't, I don't lose my self-respect when we stop. Because I think that, um, I think you trashing someone isn't only disrespecting them, but it's also disrespecting yourself and you're making yourself look crazy because if you stop talking to this person, right, you guys are no longer friends and they weren't a good friend and they were always doing this and they were always doing that, but you guys were still cool. What does that say about you? So you don't have no respect for them. You also don't have no respect for yourself or your peace of mind because you you entertained that for so long. Same thing with the relationship. And so I feel like when, when things don't go right or things end and you run to social media and you delete all the pictures and you start trashing them or you trash them to your friends or, and, and so, I mean, it's natural to, to vent, but if what you're saying is just completely dis, dis like breaking down their character you have no you have no respect for them and ultimately you have no respect for yourself because you wouldn't have stayed around if it was that bad that's just how I- but then what about if in the event you're you're keeping your cool with you know not trashing them or anything but now they're trashing you so it's like do you do you check them on that regard or do you just swallow them trashing you um, well, I don't lose my self-dignity and my, my grace because you don't have grace within yourself, right? So the way you choose to respond, that's on you. Everything is choices. You know, that's what I'm learning about life. So just because you're choosing to act like an A and you're choosing to, to, to act a fool and do all of these things, that's just showing me things about you, you know? That may switch some of the feelings that I have, especially if, you know, the friendship ended or the relationship ended and it wasn't on bad terms. And, you know, you act a certain way that may make me look at it and say, you know, what, maybe this was a good decision because this is who this person really is, you know, but I'm not going to I'm not going to bow down and act the fool because you are. Um, Sometimes it's better to just deal with things gracefully and just go about your business. So go ahead, Chris. So would you. Oh, go ahead. Um, so would you say, say, for instance, they are posting it on social media and everybody's coming to you telling you, you know, this and this is going on, or you're able to see, like, in the event that they haven't unfollowed you on any of social media, um, that they are, they, you like, your name isn't included, but you know they're talking about you. And people keep coming back to you and saying, you know, this is this is going on, that's going on. Like, would you deem the person who's telling you that this is going on as someone who's truly your friend or someone who just likes the ignite like igniting that drama? And how do you respond to that? Uh it wants to go okay. Yeah, I was just going to say, it really depends on what that friend is saying. So to me, delivering the message is okay. You can tell me that someone is saying something about me if you want to, but what you're doing with that information is what is important to me. 
if you're if you're continuing that train telling other people if you're instigating a hateful reaction or telling me to do the same things then for me personally you are not my friend because clearly you don't know who i am and why i've not reacted to certain things I- but it personally, I, I back to what Vanna, I hope I pronounced your name correctly, said it's you do you. If you want to trash me, you want to say whatever. I know who I am. I know who I will be. And I know who I'm not. So if people hear all these hateful and weird things about me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, I'm the kind of person that anything that you would tell somebody about me, I'm willing to tell them that same thing about me myself i i can't say definitively that i'm an open book but i can bear my own lashes and my own crosses on my own i don't need anybody else to do that for me so feel free to spread my name feel free to say whatever you want to it won't be the first and it wouldn't be the last and i won't lose sleep over it i agree he said everything i probably was gonna say (laughs) Um, I think, and and I th- like you said, it's all about what they say to you and how they come to you, right? And sometimes you got to watch people, watch the way that they're speaking, watch the facial expressions, watch if they look eager to tell you this. You know, if you're eager to tell me that somebody is trash talking me um, every single time you come and talk to me, but first of all, why are you telling me this so consistently? You know, and if me and you were friends the way that we are, why are you so comfortable being in that and in, in those conversations, right? But onto the person choosing to post whatever it is that they want to post, I have no control over another human being, none, you know. And um, so I, I can only have certain expectations of what I thought the person would have done and how I thought the person would have handled it. Um, but once it comes out the way that they are, that's just the way that they are. What I would probably do with those friends um, going forward is just say, hey, you know, do me a favor. Here's the line. Don't cross it. Here's my boundaries. I don't really care what's going on with this person. I wish them well. I wish them peace and um, all of the good things that life has to offer. But I'm not interested in what they have to say about me. I'm not interested in their version of the events. I'm not interested in any of that. I'm moving in my direction. I would like for them to move in theirs. And I would like for you to respect my boundaries. You come back to me again with this conversation. That'll be the last conversation that we have. And I will hope that from there they recognize, okay, like she don't want to talk about this. She's, you know, going in her own space and I hope that they they respect my boundaries. But, you know, some people, they just, they like to mix up the pot, stir the pot and see what's going to happen, you know? So it just depends on the friend. So how do you, how do you guys deal with once a, a friendship has ended, I guess you would say, then the the person isn't happy with it. So they're like trash talking you voice notes and stuff like that. And then like reaching out to people to try to get a provoke a response out of you. Like what's the, what's the appropriate response in that respect? It's time to block them. It's time to block them. Like, you can't, you can't block ahead, them from the other people. Um, so that's, that's the problem, but (laughs) the, I think Dwayne knows my response to this is like, just keep doing you do whatever you want to do. Cause at the end of the day, you annoying somebody else. One, yes, it's going to upset me because you're now messing with other people in my circle. 
But to be honest, why would I care if the people in my circle, one, if they know who I am and you're bringing that kind of energy to them, they'll dismiss it immediately. And I, I have a, a very, it's not a friendship related situation, but we, I had a situation where someone was doing that and they kind of was kind of bringing that kind of energy to my wife. And like, he called her one night and she was like, you know what? Mm. We've been through this conversation before. I know the person that you're talking about. And this right now is not, this is not relevant. It's not productive. We're not getting anywhere. You're not getting what you want clearly. And I don't want to have any part of this. Just quit talking to me. And that was the end of that. And quite frankly, I think whether it be family member, friend, associates, jobs, doesn't matter who it is. If people truly know you, the you that you represent every single day you interact with people, it doesn't matter what somebody brings to them. They're going to respond in the way that they know that you are, or they should respond in that way. Not that they need to defend you, but just standing their ground and just blocking that crap. And if they, as, as Vana just mentioned, if their energy towards that information is they're excited to hear that or they're, they're feeding into that, that kind of information or energy, something is wrong with them, nothing's wrong with you. I just wanted to add, definitely agree with all of you guys. I just wanted to add the part because I think I heard Patrick say something about like, if they're like, if the person is directly talking to you and like leaving you voicemails or voice notes, just being aggressive. I can understand pain. I can understand sorrow. I can understand hurt. I can't understand disrespect though. So if you are sending me messages and you're explaining to me how hurt you are and how sad you are for a while, I'll, I'll probably respond or I'll read it. Um, and if it's, if it's a situation where I'm completely cut off from, I'll respond in a kind way and just say, you know, I understand how you're feeling. Um, you're more than open to, to reach out to me if, 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 if you see fit, but this is how I feel and it's not going to change, you know? Um, and that's it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily block them, but once it becomes the, the disrespect and your voice notes become crazy and you, you know, if it's, whether it's a friendship, whatever it is, we're talking about friendships right now and your voice notes become crazy and you threatening, you know, with secrets and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this and you're, then at that point, I'm going to block you. I rarely block people because I'm able to not speak to you. And it not affects my day to day. But if my phone is consistently like blink, 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 and it's like a whole bunch of life, like death threats, and like you just being completely psychotic, then at that point I'll block, you know? But I feel like blocking for me is when it's absolutely necessary. Um, if it's not, I won't. But if you're affecting like my peace, you got. Wow. I am the total opposite. I love the block button. It's the greatest invention ever. Like you come you come to me with that foolishness It's a block, but I have stages. Like I'll first mute you just so it will still come through, but I'm not going to be disturbed when I get it. I'll go to it at my choosing. But then after that, once you get blocked, you get blocked from like the phone you can still see the instagram but once you get blocked on socials then like you no longer exist like it's over 
No, I can do the, I can do mute. I definitely mute people. I'll put it on like, I'll like hide their responses. You know, like when the messages, you get that little like moon, which means like, you know, you hit it. I'll definitely do that. It's a rarity that I block people though. Like it's a rarity. Cause like I said, I'm the person that I leave doors open for people who may feel that they need closure. They may have certain questions for me to ask. I don't just shut people off and close the door and say, I'm never going to let you speak to me again. So that's why, that's why I don't really block people much, but on the on the very rare occasions when I've needed to block someone, it was just like, dude, like you're really being crazy and I'm uncomfortable and I got to go ahead and block you. But I'll, I'll hide somebody real quick though. Like I'll definitely put their messages on, you know, hide. So I don't even know they text me until I finally open up my phone and look at. I clearly don't have as many friends as you guys do. (laughs) I've, I've probably had to block one real person <laughs> once in my life. All the other blocks have been scammers and just fake accounts trying to just fish for information. And that one person that I blocked wasn't even a friend. I don't know this person. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. Uh-oh. And like the the, <laughs> the topic of, of the friends and the blocking and stuff. Um, like I said, I leave certain doors open necessarily because I'm just not a, I'm not a negative person. I can, I can kind of shut off sometimes. I can be more logical in some situations. Um, but do you, have you guys ever experienced that where you've stopped speaking to a friend or a partner or whoever it was in life and they've come back and wanted to speak to you again or wanted closure or just wanted to apologize or anything? And if so, like, how did you guys Um, I don't think I've, I've lost any friends or people that I considered friends in my existence so far. Past relationships have always been amicable. So for me, that door is always open. If you want to talk, I, there's no bad blood, but wow, Mr. Perfect out here. Nobody hates it. It's not, you, you know, it's not, it's, it's not perfect. You and I have talked about this before. I choose the people that I'm around it. Like very specifically, you are my friend for a reason. I'm growing, you're growing. So the the cutoff or yes, we may not talk for a long time or there's distance with the friendship or relationship, but it's not like you cut me off or I cut you off. There's there's no bad blood or anything like that. Just circumstances. We're growing. We're going in different directions. Um, same thing with relationships. Like shit, things happen. You decide to go left. I go right. It is what it is. We're we're both human beings. We're we're fallible people. We we're not perfect. So if you don't have any bad blood towards me, that's perfect. That's great. I'm never going to have bad blood towards you because I just don't have time and space for that energy. Personally, but if you want to talk, if you want to communicate, that's fine. I don't think people become complete strangers because of one bad scenario. So personally, I haven't had to deal with any. Well, sir, speak for yourself. Uh, Again, if you've been blocked, uh, you no longer exist. I've never met you and I'll walk past you like I have never met you because I've never met you. So it is what it is. For the people that have come back for closure, I would say they were more muted. So it was welcomed and 
we spoke and we kind of moved on amicably and you know life continues to continue to roll around the sun so um i kind of just let left them there um i didn't for certain people i did block but for others who was just like you know it is what it is i left them there if they wanted to like reach out they can reach out but if they don't i'm not losing any sleep from them not reaching out You guys all sound very functional. <laughs> how how do you handle that situation, Havana? Um, well, like I said, I, I um I don't block people, so my my number has been the same number. I've had the same number since I was eleven. So even if we haven't spoke for years, do you remember my number? You could probably always reach out to me. Um, and I'm always kind of kind in it. You know, if it's anything you want to say or anything you want to get out or you know anything, I'm 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 open to have that discussion. Um, but I don't. It's very rarely that I look backwards. It's very rarely that I look backwards. It has to be worth something for me to look backwards. And um, yeah, I kind of just leave it where it is. But I'm never really mean about it or anything like that. If we if we stop talking on bad terms, I don't expect you to ever reach out to me. And it's it's been rare that I've stopped speaking to someone on bad terms and they've reached out to me. Um, it's always been a misunderstanding or you know a fallout or something. But I've never had someone with absolute bad blood, you know, have the gall to text or call me. I've never experienced that. So it's never been a bad experience when I did reach out or respond. Okay. Um, I wanted to run through some, I guess, quicker red flags that we see in friendships, relationships. So I just wanted to get, I guess, your opinion on if you agree that these are red flags or not. So the first one I have here is um, always asking for like money. So like y'all go to the club, it's like, yo, could you give me 20 to get in? Are you at a function? It's like, yo, can you, you know, help me with this, help me with that? Or yo, can you give me some gas money? Is that a red flag for y'all? Yes, immediately. It's immediately a red flag. I didn't even think about that question. <laughs> the thing Chris will tell you, she, she's my best friend. She knows I don't play about my money. I'm, I'm about my money. And so I'm very, very strategic in the things that I do to make sure that I'm financially where I want to be in life. And I'm like that in all aspects. I was like that in my relationship. I was like that in my friendships. That's just how I am. Um, I can't be around someone who's a leech all the time. You know, um, Even if I know their situation, if we spoke about it, I know what they're going through, I need you to try to help you. Right. So if if I'm always around you and you're always having a hard time, I need you to have priorities and stay home and get your money in order. You know, if you need help, I'll got you. I'll, I'll, I'll help you in silence. No one, no one even needs to know I did anything for you. But I, I can't respect a person who's out all the time and going to parties and going to bars and going out to eat and hanging out. And you always broke your priorities are not in order. That's a red flag. Totally agree. Hundred percent. I kind of chuckled when you said, "I'm gonna need you to stay home <laughs> and fix what it is that you have to," because there's some people like that. They'll go out knowing that they don't have money and expect the other people or the people who are around them to basically foot the bill for them. 
Um, and that, like, in this day and age, it's like, okay, you can say, oh, I'll send you the money. But if I'm saying, oh, just send it through Zelle, if you don't have your card or if you don't have cash or anything like that, and you're telling me you don't have Zelle, you're a liar. All bank accounts have Zelle. So definitely a right. That one, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, next, ne- next quick topic. Um, what about if they're always late or canceling plans? So you making plans to go somewhere? Yo, I'm around the corner. An hour later, they ain't showed up yet. Or you supposed to go somewhere to an event, and it's like, yeah, I'm about to be there. And then two hours later, they still not there. Is that a red flag for y'all? It's a red flag, and I'm in, I'm immediately irritated. Because what you're not going to do is tell me that, like, we make plans to go somewhere and I'm at the place and then I'm calling you, I'm texting you and you're not responding. Oh, no, I'm irritated. Don't talk to me. Like, no, no, you can't. No, no. <laughs> um, I think it depends on the situation. I think you got to I got to know you as a person. Me, I'm an introvert. I'm, I'm only extroverted with my friends, but normally I'm an introvert and I have certain friends that I, that I fall off, you know, like I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna come to this event and I don't pop out. I'm a homebody. And so sometimes I have to really, I have this one specific friend and I have to apologize to her and like make it up to her and be like, all right, I'm gonna come. I'm, we're going to hang out. Um, so I think it depends on the conversations that you guys are having. If you know that this person is a homebody and they prefer to just be home, um, then I don't think it's so much of a red flag, but it is a red flag if they don't ever respond and tell you like, Hey, you know, I'm not if they just never show up and don't text you back and they text you the next day like everything is okay then that's a red flag because it's just like you know have some respect for my time you know like if you don't want to come that's okay but have some respect for my time and just let me know you're not going to come or at least let me know why you didn't come i'm a 100 flaker so i'm the guy that never shows up but i give you a lot of heads up before time so you're not going to be at the spot waiting for me before you leave, you'll know that I'm not going to make it. But on the flip side, if I make plans and you are always flaking, it becomes an issue because now I'm wasting time. I wouldn't say it's a direct red flag, but it can build into one. Um, hey, guys, I have to drop. I have a two o'clock. Um, but this conversation has been amazing. You guys are great people. Keep doing great things. And don't let anyone ever take you out of your character. Oh, that was sweet. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Well, thank the you. same to you. Good luck with your meeting. And, you know, we'll listen, listen to the podcast when it drops so you can hear what you miss. I, I got to drop in three okay. minutes, too. Well, damn. <laughs> yeah, today today's one of those weird days where meetings just kept popping up on my calendar. Okay, okay, hey, so yeah, I guess but I can hang out for two just, minutes and then I jump. Is that we'll just end it here, you know, when everybody's still here. So this was good, good conversation. Uh, Varna, would love to have you back if you're free. So thank you. Oh, absolutely, thank you for having me. I, I think you've picked people or people who've shown up so far. Dwayne, have very similar mindsets. Yeah, I, I need somebody in here that's going to be a little spicy right now. It's, it's yeah. too, too much similarity. We need, we need some controversy. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I, I definitely love the conversation. I think this is something that's missing in our community in general is that we don't talk about mm-hmm. things that are meaningful. Exactly. 
Yeah, so, everybody's so defensive too. So it's a little hard these days to talk about certain topics. Yeah, feelings get hurt real quick. It's about that ego. Yeah. People mm-hmm. put their ego out there and not get bruised easy. That's the problem. Exactly. And then that's probably when the spiciness starts to come out of me exactly. at certain topics. Yeah. Certain areas it really bothers me when people are overly sensitive. So calm down. Talk about your <laughs> words. So, yeah. All right. Well, this is good. Thanks again for listening, guys. Male reasoning uh, out on all DSPs every Thursday or Friday. So just stay tuned and check it out. Best of luck, guys. Have a good day. Peace. A boy like me. I no feelings again, you know. So nothing wanna do, you know. I'm gonna hurt my feelings again. I used to work up myself over people. Work up myself over people, my bum buck like. They say if me rate you, and I say you don't know, rate me. I take back my ratings. So we equal now. You don't know, rate me, and me don't no, rate you. I'm gonna suck your mother. You hear that? Six. If you rate me, me rate you Married up on my mind, up it full up with Draco Show too much love, then we take your feed at Not like people, not chat to my neighbor Keep me clip full when I'm in the chamber My myself is careful, friends are danger Stay to myself, cause I do something safer Turning on my house and I stack up the paper And I look out of my eye Read of them, more than me My love my gun, more than friend From a gun, my weed, I'm a little blame and I see I'm my best friend From them I rate me, me I rate them Remember I got my best friend That's my little weed and my little blame The mini 14 tape extend Who them and those, fuck friend and foes Who feel it knows, six stand alone I tough up and froze, we crush up and run The tree like the media, me no comment nor post See them a brag and a boss, but them like they know it close To myself make a toast, never do this a cloud Say them now, see the six and I go see me all bored Me no friend in a joke Heard of them more than me. My love, my gun, more than friend. From a gun, my weed, I'm a little blame. And I see I'm my best friend. From them, I rate me, me I rate them. Remember, I got my best friend. That's my little weed, and my little blame. The melee 14 tape extend. Find them a snake, mind games I play. Nine grains are weird, the points up your face. No like on the waist, lie to me, yes. I ride through my wave, and I like on the brave. And what the wall I want to fear. It's not complicated, my daddy told me hate it. My mat fit none safety, the pussy them too shaky. Yeah, me see it lately, them done betray me. May I say this clearly? Better than them, more than me. My love, my gun, more than friend. From my gun, my weed, I'm a little blame. And I see I'm my best friend. From them, I rate me. Me narrate them Remember I got my best friend That's my little weed And my little blame The melee 14 tape extend If you rate me, me rate you Married up on my mind Up it full up with Draco Show too much love Then we take your feed at Not like people Not chat to my neighbor Keep me clip full When I'm in the chamber Mom, yourself be careful Friends are danger Stay to myself Cause I do something safer Turning on my house And I stack up the paper And I look out of my eye Read of them More than me my love, my gun, more than friend From a gun, my weed, I'm a little blame And I see I'm my best friend From them I rate me, me narrate them Remember I got my best friend That's my little weed, I'm my little blame Who them and those 
fuck friend and foes Who feel it knows Six stand alone I tough up our froze We crush up around A tree like the media Me no comment nor post See them a brag and a boss But them like they now we're close To myself make a toast Never do this a cloth Say them now see the six And I go see me all bored Me no friend in a joke